Hey guys, uh, this is Leslie. Sorry it's been a long time since I've made another podcast. I've been living the band mom life and traveling with my son who's in a very competitive high school band. Um, They have been doing so well and they are regional champions and they've traveled and done some other competitions where they place really high um, out of over almost 100 bands probably. But um, I'm back and it's almost the holidays. Thanksgiving is next week. Christmas is coming up really soon. It's actually 38 days until Christmas. Don't judge me for counting. Um, But what I would like to talk about today is co-parenting around the holidays. And I have a special guest. One of my good friends, D'Angelo Ball, is here with me. And we're just going to talk a little bit about what it's like to co-parent during the holidays, what it's like being a single father and not always having your children during the holidays, and how do you manage those those feelings that might come up. So, um, D'Angelo, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, <clears throat> thanks for having me, Leslie. Um, single father, single father of four, four kids. Um, my oldest is 16. My youngest is 19 months. So nice, nice range there. Um, but yeah, single father, just uh, started a business this year. So entrepreneur. Um, I work in, in real estate and just trying to figure it out. You know, just trying to figure it out. So Yeah. So I don't have the co-parenting struggles. Um, My son's father lives all the way across the country. And so we don't really have to worry about who's going to have him because he's always with me. So I've never really had that experience of having to share him during the holidays. But I know that's been your experience of having to juggle, you know, with um, your children's mothers and um, seeing who's going to have them, how long do you get them, how to meet up with them, right? Um, so if you want to talk a little bit about um, what it's like for you as a single dad and just scheduling time to have them during the holidays. Yeah, well, first, yeah, I'm absolutely the opposite end of the spectrum from you. Um, <clears throat> having multiple parents and different, multiple, you know, multiple mothers and different personalities, so... Uh, it's truly, truly, um, you know, it requires a lot of planning. The first thing I would say is being proactive, you know. So the holidays don't just land on you today or next week. Like, you know they're coming. Early, like my first, my oldest, um, I had to realize we needed to we needed to find a rhythm and figure out something that works for, for both parents. Uh, so I think... Uh, once I found that out, once I figured it out with my older, my oldest, like I was able to, um, to craft the communication with, you know, as the years went, uh, you know, when, uh, with the other mothers. So, so for, you know, what we do each year, we alternate, um, holidays each year. So every other year I'm going to get in two years, I'm going to get all the holidays, but we just, we, we switch them up each year. Okay, is this um, a schedule that's court ordered, or is this something you guys work yeah, out on so your own? Yeah, so two, so uh, with one is court ordered. The other, the other, we just we just work it out. Okay. So, but we we just figured that works. You know, it's in court order for a reason. It works. Okay. So, that's what we do. Okay. Um, and really, it's worked itself to where we are. It's easy going. You know, as a, like for me, what I noticed. Um, so you know, the standard is every other year we we pick 
uh, who wants Christmas or who, you know, it's the, 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 uh, the winter or summer or whatever season holidays, we try to make it to where one gets one of each season. That's if we fair. can do that, you know, um, and if one parent doesn't have much going on, you know, some years, you, you know, sometimes it's just not much going on in life and you don't have much plan. If the other parent does, apart from the quarter, like apart from the court order, we'll make a, we have the range to make accommodation. So we bring that in, but we try to make sure it's more, you know, but we have the standard of the court order, you know. So do you think that the court order is more helpful or is it more frustrating to deal with? No, it's helpful. It's absolutely helpful because if we know that's if we know that's the base, anything else should be a conversation of of ease or a conversation of, you know, we both know like, you know, we know we have an agreement already. So if one is trying to make a uh so if one is trying to make a make a change or make a a request, then it's only out of accommodation. Only if you know if my my situation allows it, and this is years of years of working with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say as a father, like if I don't have much going on, like it starts with me. So if I don't have much going on, I'll say, hey, you know, you know, this Christmas, he like a lot of times, like certain holidays, like Christmas, we actually we'll break it up to where we both spend time. You know, so the question is, who house they'll wake up at? That's probably the biggest question. So for how Christmas. do you decide that? Well, we so we alternate that. Okay. Yeah. And but as of late, we decided as who got the most exciting present. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what that it like. Sounds cool. Yeah, that's what it really is like. Um, so, you know, interesting things happen where like the we like we may put in on a big present because my kids are getting older now. So, if I put in on a big present, I don't really mind if they know like they know it's from both of us in those mm-hmm. instances. So I don't matter if he my son wakes up at his mother's house and gets the present, you know. Um, or if I really want, like, if it's something I really wanted to have, you know, and if I pay for it directly, then I'll say, can he can he wake up? We both know he wanted this present. I bought it. And she'll say, no problem. You know? Okay. So it sounds like you you work well when there's good communication between you and the, the mother. Yes. Okay. That's the big thing. I mean, what I find is, like, generally any problem can get resolved if there's enough foresight and communication. Okay. So planning and communication are key, key. with co-parenting. Key. Yeah. It builds equity. You know, once, you know, once uh, once someone sees over time, you truly have the best interest of the child and their involvement with your, with your child, you know, their how they're regarded, you know, how they reflect to the to the kid's heart, there's going to be equity built. Yeah. And so you you know, holidays are the time you're going to pull on that stuff. Okay. So a question for you. So I know with older kids, um, especially when you have teenagers, Mm -hmm. you know, they have their opinion about what they want to do, who they want to spend their time with. Mm -hmm. Um, So with you having teenagers now, does that come up where the kids are saying, I don't want to go to mom's house for Christmas. I want to go with you or vice versa. Yes. That's, that's, that's a new thing. So it's coming up. Um, So I have a, you know, I have a, uh, my daughter, a daughter in Houston and our relationship has been strained. You know, she's been she's been distant and so our communication hasn't we're in a season where our communication hasn't been like it's been in times past. And she's you know, she's kind of told her mother like she, she wants to stay with her mother in Houston for Christmas, which I still I have a court order, you know, to to get her. And so we're talking through what what is what can we what can we 
hold it f- firm on and what can we kind of what's more fluid you know mm-hmm. so you know i haven't made this decision yet this is still like this is real-time stuff but mm-hmm. like i'm leaning on just saying she can stay with her mom you okay. know and I'm, I'm viewing it as this is a relationship battle you know it's not a battle but this is a i'm 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 fighting for a heart not for time on a uh or the sheet for a court order you wow. know so that's how i'm looking at it you know i want to win her over so I, for me it's like i gotta write some more letters i gotta do more work you know mm-hmm. to, to to set up for to set up for um to set up for the holiday you know you know might you know send her like i'm sending her some shoes and you know i'm writing letters and um just trying to like kind of win her a little like i, I know on my part I've been super busy with work. Um, I'm super busy with trying to make more money to get them presents, mm-hmm. you know, which takes, which is a lot of effort and, and takes toll on me. Uh, so this, like seeing my daughter's posture towards when to come back or not so much when to come back has shown me, man, I kind of dropped the ball a little bit. And that's on me, mm. that the onus is on me to, to kind of win her over. So I think that's the direction I'm going with that. Yeah. I like how you said you're you're trying to, winter heart you know and so even if you don't have that physical face-to-face time with her during the holidays which is court ordered right you're still making an effort to have time with her you know in a creative way you know sending her gifts or sending her letters um, whatever it may be where you still have that contact and you're still communicating with her and I think the older she gets and she looks back on those times she's gonna remember my dad still tried my dad was still there even though I didn't see him face to face he was still there for me. Yeah. So I applaud yeah. you for that. Thank you. That's what I'm like. That's really what I'm hoping for. And that's, that's been my encouragement. Like in the moment, it may not look like much, but a wise man that I really respect and honor, Dr. Harvey, mm-hmm. uh, always told me you parent for the 25, 27 year old daughter. And so do things as if don't let the now so much influence you and affect you as much as where you're taking them. So that's good. That even that matters even with your relational uh, contribution and connection so wow that's good stuff yeah all right so um if you guys didn't know mr d'angelo is also um the leader of our single fathers program through hearts and faith um, the program is called strong hearts um, and it's specifically for single fathers ages 18 and older um, and he has that single father's experience so um, question for you regarding the strong hearts what would you recommend to them during this holiday season as um, as far as ways to spend time with their child if they can't have them on the holiday? Yeah, uh, so a couple of ideas. Um, even if you don't have them on the actual holiday, you can still be festive. You know, there is a lot of opportunity to, I mean, there's a lot of events that, that take place. You know, take them to events that you see. If money's an issue, there are free events. You know, you can look around. They, there are there are things you can do, um, and even if it's not an event, it can just be holiday music, holiday atmosphere. Um, those are memories you're creating. Yeah. And we we tend to think like Christmas or Thanksgiving is the pinnacle or the goal line, but all everything leading up to that, with, with all of that, you know, was a big deal, was a major factor, contributed to it. You know, for us, like we can't wait for Thanksgiving to to pass so we can start playing Christmas music. <laughs> And decorations, we have like, we've been talking about the decorations we're going to have in the house, you know, once I move in. Um, believe it or not, it's just, 
it's blocks of intentional time. Mm-hmm. You know, so if a single father like gets a couple of hours or, you know, first just try to carve out some time, you know, hopefully you got, a, you know, a guy has some type of rhythm or some type of frequency that he's seeing his kid. I would start there, you know, like start to build that out if you don't have that going. But if that's the case, have like one or two hours of intentional time, like this is going to be us. And the first thing is just clear everything else out. Give this time to just you and your kid. And that's that's actually a big deal. You know, that yeah. starts that starts that festive. This it's, it creates it starts to create that environment. So it's not just about the money. It's not just about buying all these gifts, but it's about spending quality time with your child. Right. But here's the funny part. We, we as guys get that twisted. There's a lot of value in how much money we spend um, and how much we're able to provide and contribute to presents for the, for the holiday. But, what, you know, a funny thing happens when you spend time with your kid. You, like, not only, you know, not only is it, it's not about that. And the, you'll see that the, your kid sees it, but you'll see it. Like you, you sense the treasure in what this really is. So it, yeah. for me, it's 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 switched my view. My you know, it's, it's shifted my perspective. And I think like that happens to a lot of fathers once they really build in that that special time. That's awesome. All right. So last question for you: What would you want single moms to know about co-parenting during the holidays? Uh. I, I think it'd be great for them to know there's a lot of, um, there's not just pressure on them because single moms sense a lot of stress and pressure. Definitely. And I think it's so easy for all of us, like as, as you know, co-parents, if we're not in the same household, and I'm sure even if people are in the same household, it's easy for us to really just be consumed by all of the, our things we got to do, our to-do list, our our goals, like all of our items and our, our quick hits, all the stuff we have to do. And the short period of time we have, and to not look outside of ourselves and look into the person that we're partnering with as far as co-parenting shoes. So the first thing I would say is take like start begin to think in their shoes, like think through you like knowing their situation because you know most we all can we have enough ability to say to to be able to project ourselves and have empathy or to see through someone else's perspective, yeah. you know. And if you, like, if a woman knows this guy's working two part two jobs or he doesn't have a job, he's 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 diligently searching, or he's don't have a job and he's, he's he lost his, you know, a lot of his encouragement, he's discouraged, you can sense all of those things. You know, those are things, if there's a relationship, you, could, you can't sense it if there's a connection. And so... Be mindful. This is the first thing I would say. Just put yourself in their shoes, and um, and then you know, approach conversations with gift giving and all of that with um, with the heart of compassion. You know, one thing I would say, you know, just don't say, "Hey, what are you getting?" Like, "Hey, are you able?" Just the first question is, "What's you know?" Relax the expectation. You know, it's you know how you approach this conversation makes a big difference. So you say, Hey, what are you giving what are you getting the kids this year? Sounds different from, hey, are you able to are you able to do something this year? Right. Just that. You know, just how you approach it. Um that and then um you know, just working together with you know and then maybe you can kind of lead out with arranging the time or just say, you know, again also with with, with scheduling the time with them, like, hey, are you able to spend some time with them? 
just not demanding, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, just how you approach that. I think those are, t- those are good ideas. Um, and not being offended, you know, not being offended if whatever, whatever his response is, okay. you know, it's, this is a season of, it's, it's a season of love. It's a season of joy, you know, to whatever degree we can in our own response, let's, we can relieve the other, we can relieve the other party of that by how we control what, how we receive offense or not. So I think it's also important to remember um, that everyone has a different upbringing when it comes to Christmas and what the expectation is and being able to communicate that and what you want for your child. And especially if you're, you know, your child is split between two households, um, being able to set traditions, you know, that's important to you, you know, individually, but communicating what the tradition is to the other parent is important. Um, and make sure you're on the same page with that. Um, so I just want to thank you for sharing your insight. It's, I learned a lot. I hope you guys learned a lot too. Um, so a couple of things that I want to reiterate is definitely communication is key, right? Communicating with the other parents. Um, planning is key, right? So communicating, what is our plan? What is the strategy you have? What goals do you want, um, what traditions do you want to instill in your in your child? And then making sure that Christmas is not just about gift giving, but it's about creating memories. Okay. So thanks guys for tuning in to episode three of A Sweetheart Life. Make sure you like and subscribe and uh, we'll see you next time.